Dialogos Radio's Commentary of the Week. Each week, Michael Navradagis provides views and opinions on issues pertaining to Greece and to the worldwide Greek community. Coming up next, here on Dialogos Radio. If one were to believe the media and the pro-cities as psychophants would seem to be everywhere nowadays, then it would be under the impression that Greece finally has a government which is standing up for the country and its people, which is saying no to austerity and to the demands of the Troika, and which is rapidly changing politics, society, and the economy in Greece. One look at the cities of government's own proposals to the so-called Troika, or institutions though, might disavow you of such notions. This 47-page document put forth by the Greek government includes proposals for the full repayment of Greece's debt, for the maintenance of ever-increasing primary budget surpluses, more taxes, and many more privatizations continuing past the year 2020. It contains absolutely nothing of the government's pre-election promises, pledges, and commitments. It contains primary budget surpluses, which would inevitably mean more austerity for Greece and for the Greek people. Absolutely no negotiation has taken place, despite the PR show being put on by Syriza, with the complicity of the European institutions and the IMF. Even celebrity finance minister Yanis Varoufakis, in a recent television appearance, admitted that negotiation isn't actually taking place. To further back us up, one needs to look no further than the statements made by Greek government spokesperson Gabriel Sakelaridis earlier in the week, when he stated that Syriza's 47-page proposal does not contain any of its pre-election promises, nor does it include anything from its Thessaloniki policy program from this past September. Syriza member of the parliament Alexis Mitropoulos recently added that the parliament will be asked to essentially vote for a third memorandum. Another PR stunt was the government postponing its June 5th payment to the IMF. Much of the Greek and international press reported this in one of two ways, as essentially a Greek default, or as a heroic move by the Syriza government to stand up to the IMF by refusing to pay. Neither of these narratives is actually correct. All that the government actually did was agree to bundle its payments to the IMF at the end of the month, nothing more, nothing less. And there is no reason to believe that Syriza won't pay, not after it passed a presidential decree, something which before the elections it said it would not do, in order to plunder the cash reserves of the public sector, including pension and insurance funds, schools and hospitals, in order to make its payments to the IMF in April and May. For those still in doubt, when Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras was asked about this on June 4th, he said, don't worry, we already paid 7.5 billion euros to the IMF. What Tsipras, the rest of Syriza, and most journalists refuse to talk about, however, is that according to the IMF's own data, dozens of countries have repeatedly missed their payments to the IMF over the years and continue to do so today. It also bears importance to remind everyone that the IMF has made 2.5 billion euros in profit from the so-called bailout of Greece since 2010, with at least 92% of that money going right back to German and French and other banks. While all of this is taking place, we have the celebrity finance minister Varoufakis playing a masterful game of doublespeak, saying that Greece and the Greek people cannot accept any more austerity, and then going ahead and proposing just that, while repeatedly stating that Greece's debt will be repaid in full and in perpetuity. As if that wasn't brazen enough, however, Varoufakis, in a recent published piece of his, suggested that German Chancellor Angela Merkel should come to Greece to deliver a speech of hope to the Greek people. The same Merkel that has been one of the 
staunchest cheerleaders of harsh, inhuman austerity towards Greece and the Greek people. This should come as no surprise, though. Varoufakis is one of a trio of Syriza politicians who recently selected Elena Panaritis as Greece's representative to the IMF. The same Elena Panaritis who once stated in an interview with The Guardian, and while she was an elected member of the Greek parliament, that she is American and not Greek. The same Panaritis who was a member of PASOK and in parliament from 2009 to 2012, voting for the first memorandum and its various laws. The same Panaritis that is infamous for her role in Peru's destructive Fujishak policies, which led millions of Peruvians into poverty, which privatized hundreds of thousands of properties in the country, and eliminated the communal lands of Peru's indigenous population, and which was done with the collaboration of government whose president now finds himself in jail for human rights violations and the use of death squads. I'm talking about none other than Alberto Fujimori. In her written work, Panaritis has called this the miracle of Peru, and this was the person that was the choice of the heroic and brilliant Varoufakis to represent Greece in the IMF. The reality is that Tsipras, Varoufakis, and the rest of their crew are absolutely married to Europe and to the so-called European dream. It helps to remember, though, that some dreams are in fact nightmares, and the European dream is one such nightmare for Greece. There is no hope for Greece while remaining in the European Union, which is a totalitarian, undemocratic institution founded in part by ex-Nazis in the 1950s, in which key positions are not only not elected, but invariably seem to be held by figures from certain countries such as Germany and Holland, and where there is no democratic debate or desire for democratic debate. On June 10th, for instance, the European Parliament decided not to hold a debate on the proposed Transatlantic Trade and Investment Partnership, which has been negotiated in almost complete secrecy with the United States. While recently, EU Trade Commissioner Cecilia Maelstrom stated, I do not take my mandate from the European people. Just as there is no hope within the European Union for Greece, there is also no hope for any government which is stubbornly fixated on remaining in the Euro and in the EU. The Syriza government has done a fine job fooling the people though, and in putting on a facade of standing up for Greece, while increasingly displaying its true colors. After, for instance, Syriza's youth wing called for the resignation of Citizen Protection Minister Yanis Panousis for continuing to enforce the same brutal police policies as his predecessor, the Greek government spokesperson Gabriel Sakelari said that the government will not concern itself with such demands. Whereas the site of the former Athens International Airport was once slated to become Europe's largest urban park, Syriza has now proposed turning part of it into a waste management site and privatizing the rest. Even a supposed reopening of public broadcaster ERT is a smokescreen, as the new ERT is based on the law which established the operation of its replacement broadcaster NetEat, while ERT will bring back many faces from its corrupt old guard and will not operate independently independently of government interference and intervention. This is the same Syriza government which has kept the mastermind of the falsification of Greece's economic statistics, former IMF employee Andreas Yoriu, as the head of the Greek statistical authority, despite the criminal charges that have been pending against him for over two years, over the allegations that he worsened Greece's debt and deficit figures in order to provide the impetus for Greece to be dragged under Troika supervision. Apologists for the Syriza government and for neoliberal politics keep saying that Syriza has no choice, that there is no alternative, as Margaret Thatcher once said. And yet, there are people in governments who have done something about it, such as Iceland, which emerged from its own financial meltdown by letting banks fail, jailing the bankers who were responsible, and imposing temporary capital controls, while in Italy, Beppe Grillo, the leader of the Five Star Movement, has collected 200,000 signatures in calling for a nationwide referendum on whether Italy should remain in the Eurozone or not. 
In Greece, though, what we hear ad nauseum is that we must remain in Europe. We keep hearing that the public opinion polls state that 70 to 80 percent of Greeks wish to remain in the Euro. This propaganda is so good and so effective that even notable international figures such as Tariq Ali, whom we interviewed this week, unfortunately are duped because these figures get repeated again and again by one media outlet after another. No one, however, points out that there are no independent polling firms in Greece and that all of these opinion surveys are conducted on behalf of corrupt, pro-Euro, pro-austerity media outlets and are tailored to their liking. Two recent polls, however, which were conducted by non-Greek polling firms, meaning firms that do not have any domestic agenda or interests, tell a different story, that 52 to 53 percent of Greeks desire an exit from the Eurozone and a return to a national currency. But of course you won't read this in the New York Times or The Guardian or the BBC, and you certainly won't hear this from Syriza, a government which is not leftist, not negotiating, not radical, and certainly not challenging austerity.